You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday night. That means we just got through three hours of WWE Monday Night Raw. And if that wasn't enough, we're going to talk all about it here i'm not alone i'm jack farmer but i'm joined by raj geary and justin labar justin i gotta say jacks i believe in the chat last week said you wore a suit one time like i do so today i decided to wear a backwards hat <laughs> you're covering up that beautiful mop of hair you got what are you doing you're, you're you know, bearing the lead <laughs> well you know I, I let a little bit of it poke out through the front I, I don't i don't i don't i don't i don't like a down-dressed jack it just doesn't feel right no if, if you're gonna be positive you at least gotta be glowing with your suit and your hair with volume I've got slacks and uh, dress shoes on, if that makes you feel better. Prove it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but how you guys doing? How was your weekend? It was great. Um, my girls, their, their school starts back up this week. So, uh, you know, try to get in some last summer stuff. Yeah, it was, it was great. You know, it seems like kids go back to school earlier and earlier every year. But then I was thinking, I'm not in school anymore. They should just go year round. Who cares? For exactly. For <laughs> well, I, I kind of remember it when I was younger. It would be like Memorial Day to Labor Day. It was kind of like summer break. And then yeah. like the week before Labor Day, you maybe go for a couple days. But yeah, yeah, it just feels earlier and earlier for sure. Yeah. But I, feel like school, but I feel like but I feel like school gets canceled easier these days. You know, like you always. That's true. Like like in our day, it was one thing, and then even then, our parents before us were like, "Oh, you go to school." And like now, I feel like, you know, one if the wind's out of line, we're we're canceling school. There's a delay. <laughs> you know, uh, it's weird when yeah yeah um, when school does get canceled now for whatever reason. I think it's just uh, just throw back to childhood. I get excited, even though it's actually a pain in the ass for us. Cause we got to you know, figure out who's staying at home and you know, how we're going to manage the day, but ah, I still get excited with snow days. Yeah. Where I grew up, I grew up uh, in Tacoma, Washington, where it didn't snow that much. And so whenever it did, you'd always have to watch TV and just cross your fingers and hope it was just enough. And, uh, when it did cancel, it felt like it was the greatest day in the world. Oh yeah. Uh, 
that jubilation when you when you realize your school is canceled there's like no no feeling like that <laughs> yeah yeah the be- best ever yeah uh, but uh yes we got everyone settling in and, and finding their seats as always i think there's some news we want to chat about i think there's some big stuff everyone's talking about all around the wrestling world if you know anything about pro wrestling you know there is a person that everybody seems to be talking about it's Bill Goldberg. No, I'm joking. It's CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk, uh, he took to his Instagram this afternoon and he fueled rumors and speculation of his pro wrestling status. He posted up the letters or the numbers 0511 and 21. And that gets people thinking maybe those are the years that he signed big contracts to wrestling companies. Maybe 2021 is one of those years. And maybe that's just further fuel to the fire that this Friday at Rampage, we may get him debuting in an AEW ring. Raj, you are the news guru. Do you got any big scoop for us before uh, the big day? Um, No, I mean, uh, you know, I think... CM Punk, it's it's not even a secret now. He met, he he made a, a comment during MMA commentary, something about returning to wrestling and the fighter seeming all elite. So you know they're they're having fun with it. I'm curious if I, I wonder if they'll announce it on Wednesday. But I almost feel like if you announced it a week ahead of time, you'd probably get a ton of media outlets doing stories on it, and. Uh, you know, just be that, that much more publicity and, and maybe getting that many more lapsed fans in. Yeah. So I almost wonder if it's, you know, it's worth it to to announce it. Well, we know that, uh, you know, Tony Khan spoke about how, you know, TNT, uh, they weren't thrilled when Sting, his debut was very cold, a huge surprise. But, you know, there was, you know, there was no there was no cashing in on any time, any type of hype lead into it. I think what they're doing here is it's 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 meant to be the worst kept secret. Yeah. It's all right. We we want to sell the building out. We want there to be. I mean, this could be the biggest AEW viewership ever. This potential episode of Rampage with with all the speculation. That's crazy for what's going to be a brand new show that's airing at ten o'clock Eastern time. Um, but it, it's kind of like you know we're going to let people know you need to tune in, and we're going to be able to say to TNT, look, we didn't you know we got the number you needed to get, but you still get to have that wrestling thing of. Well, we still don't know for 100%, and we also don't know what segment, where, what's he going to do. So you still have all those things you have to tune in to find out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's better this way. I like that little bit of doubt that makes it fun. So now if it happens, when it happens, it'll probably happen. It'll still be really fun. Now even I'm interested in Dynamite to see if they tease it, if they announce it, if something happens there. Uh, but, I, I yeah, I, I think this is going to be one of their biggest shows ever on Rampage. And – It'll be very interesting to see how exactly the whole thing is executed. If he just walks out at the beginning of the show, if he interrupts somebody, what happens? But that that arena is going to blow up once he comes out. Well, I mean, they specifically booked that arena for Punk, you know, because originally that this Friday show was supposed to be a tape show, like they were supposed to tape it uh, with Dynamite. So, you know, they changed plans when Punk got in the fold. So it, it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna be really interesting to watch and 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 how the follow-up is i don't think they'll be doing their biggest numbers uh on friday just because of the time slot and 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 where they're at but i think it'll you know next week's dynamite with the follow-up that will probably be one of their best numbers ever for that show yeah speaking of numbers rampage uh says um actually we'll say combo breaker uh 
in the chat asks, what did you guys think of Heels? I haven't seen it yet, but uh, did you guys get a chance to see it? I have not gotten a chance to watch it yet. I haven't, but everybody keeps saying, if you just watch it, you'll enjoy it. But if the, the more you, like, if you're a more hardcore wrestling fan, you might pick some stuff apart. But people seem to be enjoying it overall, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if you look at it too much like a wrestling fan, you're going to see stuff that you don't necessarily agree with. But if it's a TV show. Just have fun with it. Um, yeah, it kind of looks like, a, have you guys seen that MMA movie, Warrior? Yeah. It kind of, it, just the story kind of reminds me, like, a, a cross between that and The Wrestler. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I bet it's fun. I'm looking. I'll, I'm going to check it out. Uh, King Rail says it rained too hard one day here in Vegas, and they canceled school. I'm originally from Portland, Oregon. If it's not raining, we start to question life. <laughs> yes, uh, that's how it was in Tacoma too. It rains every day there. Every day it rains in Tacoma. It's always gray and rainy. That's why I'm down here in Southern California now. <laughs> yeah, I used to live outside of Portland in, in Beaverton. Dealing with that could be a, a pain in the ass. Beaverton, that's Nike Town, right? That's I think so. I haven't that... been I haven't been there since I was a little kid, but oh. yeah. I, yeah, I think that's where Nike is, for whatever that's worth. But uh, I thought Nike was in uh, where's the University of Oregon? Eugene? Maybe it's Eugene. What's Eugene? I don't know. I think it's I think it's on the Oregon campus. I don't know. How many uh, how many how many cities are in Oregon? I thought there was only two. <laughs> but now that you mentioned it, yeah, maybe there is. Maybe it is uh, somewhere else. I was like, if it's not Portland, then it's got to be the one Nike's at. Um, uh, Mike says in the chat, surprise, surprise, Justin was wrong yet again about Lashley. His interview with Stone Cold was great. Lashley is on the run of his career. What did I say about Lashley, Mike? I thought you said it was going to be good because. Stone Cold can pull things from people. Stone, but... Stone Cold is like the the Howard Stern of pro wrestling interviews. I mean, he really he he just he has a way of just getting getting people to open up in ways that they doesn't sound like they do in other interviews. Yeah, I mean his uh, his interview with Nash and Nash is you know super laid back, but uh, I, th- I thought that was just awesome. That was fantastic, and it's funny because. Nash often doesn't a- answer the question he's asked. He just kind of goes off on these tangents and it's like, wait, what was the original question again? But it, it's, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's awesome. And I, I'll have to check out that Lashley one. Well, I, th- I think Stone Cold just knows how to approach it as a legendary wrestler. So people want to talk to him too. It's as opposed to an interviewer who has, I mean, Stone Cold's one of the best. So when he's asking questions about what you did, it's probably easy for people to start gushing about what they, you know, to this guy who's an amazing person so yeah that's what i'm guessing there uh rampage though we got ratings for rampage uh, as noted the one hour rampage premiere drew a seven hundred and forty thousand viewer rating with a 0.3 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic um those are like big numbers to me for a Friday night. I'm sure it's because it's the first one that was built up. But uh, how do you guys feel, uh, Justin? We'll start with you. How did you feel about – did you watch Rampage? Did you like it? How about the uh, the overall ratings there? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a very respectable number for the first show. And, again, for, for a one-hour show, it's at 10 o'clock. Uh, I mean, there was definitely a good amount of hype being put into it. Uh, you know, it took place here in Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I think that's, that's a good way to start. Um, you know, it's probably – like I said, I think the number will be higher. Uh you know, for the for the one in the United Center, Raj is probably right. It, it will probably see the bigger benefit after Rampage. So yeah, you, maybe you just see the appearance of Punk, then you find out okay, what's he have to say? What's he have to do after that on Dynamite? And then maybe that leads to, of course, the the pay per view buy of seeing him in the ring at All Out. So they'll they'll try to milk and get as much out of uh, his return as possible. But uh, yeah, I, I think 
I like I, I like the format of the show, the one hour show. I think it's really good. Yeah, I mean, one hour shows. I, I was talking about two hour shows, and I miss robbing two hours. But remember when it was one hour and it really flew by. Now, uh, and, and now, now we've got uh, these three hours, which can be a real chore. But yeah, it was number three uh, for the night behind two NFL preseason games. And um, yeah, I mean, when you look at what they were doing, th- there was that one month that Dynamite was on Friday nights, and they were, you know, four. 460 the 500 range and so this was quite a bit better than they ever did with dynamite so uh good first number i think it'll be up again this week and then we'll see where they go from from there yeah i was thinking they were going to be at like 450 500 that's i think maybe they'll settle in there at some point but uh i thought it was a good show i agree i love the one hour shows that's one of the reasons i love nxt uk is it's just you're in you're out you get a bunch of fun matches bang bang boom it depends on what the identity of rampage ultimately becomes you know, if it truly does feel like the B show, if it is just kind of like the extra spots where we put the guys and girls who who we can't fit on Dynamite because we're got this huge roster, well then yeah, I think it probably will settle to something like that. But if it can, if they can really truly keep it as, you know, it's worth tuning in because there's pivotal storylines with people that are over that matter that the advancement, then it could it could just try to stay closer to that one million mark. Yeah, the the, the one thing is. Um it's going to be taped most weeks. So the spoilers will be out. And, um, and so just in, in wrestling history, uh, anytime you have a tape show versus live show, the tape show usually does end up becoming the B show. Now, Tony Khan says, uh, he has no intention of that happening. He's going to keep it. He's going to have two A shows. So we'll have to see, but you know, over, over history, we usually don't see that. Well, you're not wrong about that, Raj, but I will argue and say, that in all those years when SmackDown was taped on Tuesdays, that whenever they, the few times, and you can usually count them on like one hand, that they did something really big. You know, Jack Swagger, I think, winning a world title or, um, you know, Money in the Bank cash in swerve. A- that, AJ beating Jinder. AJ, you know, whenever, when, it, sometimes it's one of those things to where, yeah, the spoiler's out there, and then that's like, people are like, oh, well, now I need to tune in to actually, like, is that for real or how did they do it? Or let me see how it came, came off. So, Sometimes, I, I don't know, I, I think, again, if they just choose to use high-profile talent and have advancement in storylines, title changes or what have you, I think that it, it could have an identity. I don't know if it would be two A-shows, but it won't be qu- quite a throwaway. Right. Yeah, the big thing in pro wrestling, and it, we'll talk about it as we go through Raw, is just you just got to make things have consequences or matter in some way. If you don't, If things don't matter, there's no reason to tune in. But if, there's a, if it matters for whatever the reason, then I think it'll get people going. Yeah. But, uh, something that got people going, something that pe- got people talking this week is Rick Flair. He was, uh, he cornered Andrade at the, in his match at triple a, uh, against triple a mega champion, Kenny Omega at triple mania on Friday, uh, wrestling Inc. Exclusively reported first, uh, that Flair did it free of charge and apparently chartered a private jet to make the show at his own expense. Uh, Flair requested and was granted his WWE release earlier this month. And we have learned that there is a non-compete, no non-compete agreement between Flair and WWE. So he can appear anywhere, anytime. I love this. I love seeing him uh, at Triple Mania. I love seeing him back in Andrade. Uh, Raj, again, you are the newsbreaker. Uh, tell us all about Ric Flair and how he could be anywhere at any time. Well, he got he got physical too. I don't know if you saw those clips, but he's yeah. you know dropping the figure four and, and delivering chops to, to Omega. 
So you could you could see he was like a kid in a candy store doing it, you know, because WWE and you know I, I credit WWE too for uh, you know watching out for him and not letting him get physical. But um, yeah, you could tell he clearly enjoyed it. So yeah, Flair. I mean, I mean come on. I mean, he's pretty much going to end up in AEW now. How they use him, uh, what they do with him that's that's a whole another story. They got so many legends there. Um, you know, you basically have the four horsemen there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be cool to see. He's going to manage Cody. He's going to join <laughs> everyone else. Is joining Cody. Um, uh, Justin, how do you feel about Ric Flair uh, making the rounds outside of the WWE? Yeah, it's what he wants to do. He still feels like uh, he knows he's not going to go out there and be Ric Flair in an hour match, but he still feels like he can offer things in the way of, like Raj mentioned, just doing some of the easy spots that um you know generally can be pretty low risk and that are just so uh, synonymous with his his persona so um not surprised by it he is um one of the victims of the changing of the guard that's going on and how things are being handled in WWE right now and who's handling him um he pieced out as we've all seen and i, I agree with rush he's it's it's inevitable he ends up at AEW um i you know i i don't you know Cody's already got Arn uh, at times, but I mean, I he's definitely got everybody. He's got everything. <laughs> well, you know, but I, I he's definitely got like 30 could... people when he goes to the ring. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I definitely could see, you know, several guys. I mean, you know, an MGF sort of comparisons, Andrade. Um, although they've already, Andrade's already had two managers in the span of less than two months. So I don't know, but, but you know, there's different things that could be done for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think Ric Flair is the uh, he's, in my opinion, he's the goat. He's the best. Uh, it's kind of sad. It seems like every time he he ends up getting sort of treated poorly as he leaves companies, or not. I shouldn't say treated poorly, but kind of put in goofy situations that he kind of leaves and has to sort of redeem himself a little bit. I hope that he gets that redemption here in this this run. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I will give AEW credit for this. I mean, you know. They they're never humiliating Sting. Yeah, he got he'll get beat down for an angle and things like that. But you know, remember Raw Legends night last year where they just had Randy Orton just run down, you know, Mark Henry and Big Show, and you know, it's just he'll just be used differently, I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where he goes and what he does. Uh, in the chat, we have uh, Steven saying if SmackDown moved to Wednesday. Who would be hurt more, and who do you think would win the night? Uh, Raj, you're a ratings guy. What do you think would happen if SmackDown moved to uh, to oh. Wednesday? Oh, if, I mean, if they're on Fox, they're 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 winning. Yeah. Um, you know, if they got moved to FS1, uh, then it's not a, a, a done deal because when they were on FS1, you know, the the few weeks here and there where they've had to do it, they're doing like eight hundred thousand viewers those nights. Whereas you know, on SmackDown, they did two million plus again. I think it's five weeks in a row. Basically, every week since the fans came back, they've done over two million viewers. So, uh, and plus, they would gain if they if not only being on Fox, but they would also gain a lot of viewers from being on a Wednesday night. I mean, we see how badly Dynamite gets hit, hurt, you know, when it's when it's on a Friday. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday's like a, a the fact that the, I think the fact that SmackDown does as good as it does is incredible uh, on a Friday night because that is not a good time to be on. No. Uh, uh, yeah, it's basically the worst night you, you can have. Yeah, I wonder if uh, they'll if they do move. Yeah, that I think that would hurt AEW probably more. Yeah, if they move because Fox is always going to win. It's, right. 
Well, and Fox, Fox is going to win. And if like if it, if the move happened next week, uh, I mean, I don't care who you love in AEW. They don't have a John Cena. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't compete with that kind of thing. Yeah, John Cena. By the way, just random. I, I watched. Uh, I had John Cena versus uh, CM Punk from 2013 when they were had the match to see who would face The Rock. And man, I know it was like 10 years ago almost, but uh, that crowd was into it. It was crazy because it's been so long since you hear those kind of crowds. And it's like, man, that was a Monday night. They did that on a Monday night and they tear, tore the house down. How crazy. Um, yeah. Different times. Uh, King Rail says, uh, if Punk shows up Friday, do you guys think that forces WWE to pull off something huge at SummerSlam? Big name angle. I would love a Cena heel turn. Um, I kind of feel like WWE's already got their plans in place. Uh, Justin, do you think they do anything crazy to counteract CM Punk? Whatever they're going to do on Saturday, they've had in mind before the CM Punk uh, soon-to-be debut became so obvious. It's like, I mean, you know, they, they, they're going to have they're going to have a sold-out stadium. WWE is for SummerSlam. Uh, I'm sure you know their own. Obviously, they, you know they got their money from Peacock, but I'm sure Pe- I'm sure Peacock will be happy with how well the numbers are for a live SummerSlam. It's you know, so they're gonna be fine. You know, and then Cena heel turn now. I mean, you know, you have Cena. Cena finally is finally moved into the spot to where he's more predominantly cheered. He's kind of earned that respect. He's got that legend status now. Um, it, you know, you have the great heel and Roman Reigns opposite him, so there's, you know, I don't see a Cena heel turn needing to happen. Uh, so no, whatever they're going to do, whether 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 Brock Lesnar returns soon, whether uh, whatever they do, it, it's already in the works. It's not going to be, I don't think, a reaction to CM Punk. Yeah, they haven't really been reactionary towards AEW recently. You know, if obviously at first, you know, moving NXT to to Wednesdays and, and turning it into a two hour show, uh, they were, but you know, he. We don't really see that now. It's kind of like they're doing their own thing. I mean, if they were, they, I don't think they'd let guys like Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman go. Um, you know, guys that could be uh, difference makers for the other company. So, yeah, right now they're just kind of doing their own thing. Now, if AEW, um, you know, when football season starts, if raw ratings drop and AEW goes up, then all of a sudden if they're close, you know, then it might be a different story. Yeah, but I mean everything. Everything top of the car, WWE knows what they're building to. They're building. Right. They're, they're building on the timeline of getting the Rock back and doing a Rock and Roman Reigns. I mean, you know, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns are already dropping those little, those little hints and in, in interviews. So, I mean, like that's they know what they're building to there. They know whatever they have, however long they have Cena for. They know what they want with Cena again. I'm sure Brock. Whenever they know they have Brock back, so they 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 have their thing. They are truly focused on themselves and that respect for the top of the card. Yeah, and Cena, you know, he's going to be leaving again soon to. To film more, you know, he's got a he's got a super busy schedule. So, he, you know, he he'll be at the Madison Square Garden show, and then I think after that he's going to Europe to to film a movie. Yeah, he doesn't stop. So, um, yeah, that and also I think Roman Reigns and John Cena is going to absolutely tear the house down. I'm oh, so yeah. excited for that. Uh, something that tore that tore the house down was Raw tonight. You guys ready <laughs> to talk about this amazing oh, show? Uh, before we get into the show, though. I do want to thank everyone who's watching along on YouTube, on Twitch, wherever you're watching us live. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the comments. Uh, If you're listening to us on the podcast afterwards, thank you so much for that. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, Leave us a like, comment, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Speaking of sharing with their friends, Randy Orton starts us off. He comes out. 
He's calling out Omos and uh, one of the best timing things I've seen in a long time. Him saying RK and then bro music hitting. Riddle wants to get back together, but AJ Styles calls Riddle a turd. And we get AJ versus Riddle in the opening match. Um, I thought this was a, a fun way to start the show. It wasn't earth shattering, but Justin, uh, how did you feel about how we kicked Raw off tonight? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, this is uh, RK Bro is certainly one of the most over things that the live crowd is reacting to. And you got a very credible Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Uh, he's one of the rare NXT to main roster you know, transitions that's really working and that the uh, main roster office, so to speak, of WWE seems to be behind and are booking him with, you know, favorable, you know, favorable choices. So I thought this was good. Uh, it was a great setup for what's then going to happen later in the night. And then, of course, they're kind of having to quickly accelerate to the SummerSlam match they make. Uh, I think they probably would have wanted to make the match a little bit sooner, but obviously Orton was gone for several weeks. But at the same point, SummerSlam's already sold. So it's not like, you know, you needed to make this match official to move some more tickets. Uh, but yeah, I like that this was a, a very enthusiastic opening but i knew it couldn't last yeah yeah, yeah. this was probably this and the stuff at the end was probably the best part of the show and then the rest was just repeat 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 you know up and down the show i mean it's funny i put a tweet out like like earlier in the show where i was like uh, i could see them doing you know and i named four matches like jeff hardy versus carrying cross damian priest versus the miz I said Dewdrop versus uh, Alexa, which didn't happen. And then there was one more. Oh, Mansoor versus Mason. Of course, all of them except for the Dewdrop happened. It's so predictable. And, um, and it makes this job tough. It's unfair for you to predict shows when you have last week's card right in front of you. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's like cheating. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought this was cool. I like that they told a little bit of a story with uh, Omos getting the uh, distraction that cost the match and then doing a good job of saying if randy orton was there would this have happened this way kind of telling the, sh- the story throughout the show uh i enjoyed that just a little thing there but uh yeah. riddle i still think mvp uh you know with all due respect to mvp i think riddle the mvp of the show right now uh too many repeat matches brett murphy asks <laughs> in the chat where the hell is oscar is she hurt that's a good question i have no idea where oscar is uh that's probably just know? Yeah, I don't know. I think just maybe just time off. Um, you know, I mean, that's kind of how WWE operates. With if they don't have plans for you right now, you're just not really on TV at all. So yeah, she's think... not. She's she's not one of the 15 starters that gets to uh, be on TV. If you're right. not one of, the, if you're not in that, go 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 enjoy catering. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I actually thought she was going to be on uh, for the tag team match. We'll talk about later, but. Uh... Jacks in the chat asks Raj, "Do you have a white hat?" Anyways, Rampage one hour is great. Can be used to groom storylines for Dynamite, etc., without having to pack in everything. Well, the question is, Raj, do you have a white hat? I don't think so, actually. <laughs> I no. have, yeah, I have two hats, and this is one of them. They're all, all mine are black. <laughs> um so uh you know speaking of 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 black i like that you mentioned that we're all wearing black t-shirts raj i don't know if you noticed but uh i've got my official manscaped shirt on and hey we got a wrestling ink right in the middle that works perfectly what a beautiful (laughs) look there guys support for the wrestling ink podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world 
Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Exclusive, folks, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code W-I-N-C-2-0 at manscaped.com. You could be anywhere in the world and they won't charge you a thing for it. Guys, let's let's admit it. We've all we've all we've all tried trimming. We've all got uh we've all had some some boo-boos, we'll call it. And with with manscaped here, no more, no problem. You get this, by the way, look at this bad boy, this perfect packaging. Bam. You got this. I thought, by the way, this was a heart at first, and then I realized I was holding it upside down. That's not a heart. I will let our video viewers figure out what that's supposed to represent. But they make a good point here. I'm, I'm sitting here like looking at this, looking at all the reasons why I should be using this amazing device here, this uh, this trimmer. If you're If you're trimming upstairs and downstairs with the same trimmer, that's just gross. What are you thinking? Do yourself a favor. Get Manscaped today, the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code WINC20. Unlock your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Yeah, and you know the one place you don't want to get any nicks or, or cuts is is down there. So, Manscaped, uh, you know, alleviates that problem. So, I, I've been using Manscaped for years, uh, and yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, you don't want to, you, you don't need to uh, juice. You don't need to blade yeah. yourself. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, absolutely Look. not. Look, let's let's just say the, the world is reopening, you know, and a lot of us maybe have let things go for the past 19 months. Maybe, maybe it's time to clean up a little bit down there. If you're going to do it, though, do it right. Get Manscaped, the lawnmower 4.0, designed specifically for that very thing. Just, uh, just something you should do. And hey, look. I love the light too. Yeah, the light is yeah. super helpful too. So. Nope, no having to put your leg up on the uh, on the van. All right, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, Jack, relax. We don't we don't need a damn diagram. I'm trying to explain how the product <laughs> works. <laughs> ah. So, uh, anyways, um, uh, Zuki Enigma in the chat says Jack is out here towering over wrestlers, a big guy. Um, yeah, Zook, by the way, thanks for the shout out. I actually was at a, uh, a movie premiere starring Danny Limelight, who was featured on AEW recently. And uh, he's uh, with United Wrestling Network and MLW now as well. So, uh, like I said, though, man, I'm taller than him. But if we got in a ring, he would destroy me. I'm not, I, I, I have no chance against a guy like that. But uh, let's, uh, you know, Raj, you mentioned something. You said cuts, but then you said nicks. And that made me think about Nikki Ash, who has a segment coming up. <laughs> Segway City, baby. <laughs> um, I love uh, Nikki A-S-H, but she has this promo backstage. And I'm thinking she's starting to sound a little bit like a motivational speaker. She's like, it worked for me. It can work for you. Just use this product of believe in yourself and you'll almost be a superhero. Uh, 
you know, um, I still love her, though, so no disparaging remarks. She just sounds like a motivational speaker. Uh, we get Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Ash, or A-S-H. I still don't know how I'm supposed to say that. But uh, Charlotte comes out. She uh, And then Rhea Ripley just kind of dominates Nikki and A-S-H. Wins. Yeah, Raj. <laughs> uh, any, uh, any feedback on Nikki not even almost winning here? She loses, I mean, basically lost twice tonight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, I think they feel like that's the way to build sympathy for her is to have her get her ass kicked all the time. And you know, uh, but in turn, what it does is it makes her look like less of a star and like she doesn't, uh, she doesn't fit and belong with Charlotte and, and Rhea and even Naya. So I don't know, I feel like it's been hurting her. Um, but at least she is getting TV time. I mean, you know, we just talked about Asuka. Um, so at least she is getting TV time. She's getting used, but I don't know. She, she just comes across as, as the weak link and in this match. She comes across like the weak link, the raw women's title picture booking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it this one definitely feels a little day today. Like, what are we doing today? It doesn't feel like they have a, a plan. I was thinking watching this and, and obviously more happens down the road and they'll probably talk about it there too, but I was definitely thinking during this match, and especially after it ended, Nikki attacks Charlotte, and then both of them beat up Charlotte. And I was thinking, this SummerSlam is very important to Nikki ASH and whether or not this is kind of it or if she's around. Because I think if she wins, then that means they're fully behind her. But if she loses, I worry we may not see her on TV ever again. I mean, I'm sure she'll be on again. <laughs> I can. I, yeah, but I know what you mean. Like they say, she, I, I think she's going to win. Um, I, I, you know, to, to Justin's point, you see what they're doing with Sasha and Bianca, right? And uh, ho- hopefully that match still happens. And it just feels like two big stars, and and you know, uh, and they've both been protected, so it feels like a big match. This match, Nikki Ash versus Charlotte versus Rhea. It's kind of been done for so long already, and again, it just sucks. I'm not interested in this match at all. It's so weird that they can't just have some other wrestler show up for Nikki to get some wins, for yeah. Rhea to get some wins, just to mix it up. It It's weird how, especially the, the Raw women's title, it, it's like they feel like the only people who can be involved are the people in the match, and they can't even mix it up in any way it's just really strange to me like it feels like they go out of their way to make it difficult in wwe apparently i mean right now and and they've been doing this for years if you're feuding that means you only wrestle each other every week as opposed to you know doing interview segments and wrestling other people but you know you still have your feud and uh it just just makes for the show feeling redundant week after week yeah so that happened there. Uh, moving on. Uh, Jinder gives his team a pep talk, uh, and they're going to have a two-on-one match where the winner either gets – either Jinder gets to keep his guys at ringside at SummerSlam or Drew gets to bring a sword to the ring, which, again, just every time I say this out loud seems <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Uh Drew gets the win, and I love he puts the sword down. He's like, I'll put the sword down because I know this sword scares you, Jinder. Yeah, of course it scares yeah. him. It's a sword. Uh, Justin, uh, looks like looks like Jinder's going to have to fight off a guy with a sword at SummerSlam. Uh, I will, this will definitely be my 
uh, refill match, and I'm sorry because I like both those guys as individuals and performers, but <clears throat> they've lost me here, especially for something that I've said for many weeks. It's such a layup. There's it's such an easy actual actual real story uh, to tell. You know, it, well, one thing I took away from this, we see uh, Shanky. He's the taller one. He's the one who's legit over seven foot. Shanky's in there with Drew, and I remember I'm looking at this, and Drew is, uh, you know, if, if you've never seen Drew in person, he is big. Drew's a legitimate six foot five, six foot six, and Shanky's towering over him. And then I'm watching Shanky, and I'm like, you know, he it's not he's not doing much, but he's looking good with what he is doing. And then I'm thinking about Omos and how he's got his big spots recently, and I'm like, you know, I, I, like when was the last time WWE had act, like this is like guys that are legitimately over seven foot. That all can actually that, that don't look like the shits. I'm not saying they're wrestling five star matches, but they're staying in their lane. And I think I think back to the times where you know, yeah, you might have had a Big Show who's over seven foot who knows what he's doing, but at the same point, you then had Great Khali who was the absolute shits. I'm like, they actually have guys who are over seven foot who are like not being exploited as terrible. And then just as I say that, I'm like, well, they don't look at Shanky as a seven foot guy they want to invest in because they let Drew Michinoku driver him and then. <laughs> Claymore kick him and pin him. I'm like, well, that takes all the mystique out of this seven footer. Right. I, yeah. I believe it's a Makinoku driver when he does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it, you know, when you have your giants, you got to kind of protect them, especially early on, because you don't want to take that genie out of the bottle right away. And it should mean something when you hit a big move on a giant and, and then beat them. And, and then, you know, they beat them right off the bat. Um, again, this match was done, what, like a few weeks ago, right? Like, did it, or like a month Some ago? Very, I mean, they've been variations of yeah. this match every week. And, um, yeah, I think Drew kind of looks like an asshole with the sword, <laughs> you know? And, and I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're doing uh, him justice with this booking. And then I see that, and then I just get pissed. I'm like, you know, the Bollywood boys would be fine if they were still there. I know that they were they were small guys, but they had tons of personality. They were good guys. Everybody liked them. Like that fit fine. They, they actually, if anything, the Bollywood boys makes more sense as the lackeys with gender as they once were because they're small, so they enhance gender size. Because gender's right. no small guy. He's like six seven. Right. Yeah, but he looks average standing next to those guys in right. height. Uh, but yeah, the Bollywood boys would be great because they would at least make it fun too. It wouldn't just be like. Presented as a, a regular match that he that Drew McIntyre wins, but it'd be like fun. There'd be some bits in it that'd make me laugh or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just this whole thing. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of the sword. It just it, it the fact that I try to imagine explaining this to someone who doesn't watch wrestling. Oh well, they're having a match. If Drew wins, he gets to bring a sword to his match <laughs> at WrestleMania or at uh, at SummerSlam. Yeah. I don't. Oh, I this love is, Drew too. I, this I is, love this, Drew. I want this is to definitely. Good. I just it feels like it feels like they're sponsored by Sword, and they need to find a way to get it involved in the show somehow. Right, and that's what we're doing. This is definitely you don't want your neighbor or your wife or anybody to come walk in the room, and you have to explain this. You don't. It, it is better this than the the playground stuff that we'll get to later. <laughs> or 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 if you if you if you dare to have a woman who you care to have any bit of romance with, it's better than having her have to sit through a segment called Moist TV. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have that. never what? found a woman that is at all <laughs> in, in, in an enjoyable state when you say the word moist. Right. Yes. yes. Uh, well, I, I, I do want to say uh, one last thing on that. I was thinking, hey, if we saw 
uh, Rey Mysterio get his eye taken out, I think it's possible we might be able to see Jinder get stabbed at some point, no, right? Probably, yeah, well, they, they have they have crowds now, so they can't do their special effects. <laughs> uh, but but Danny Cochran in the chat says, Jack looking like a little LaBarbarian. 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 A LaBarbarian. Uh, tonight, Raj Manscaped was your cue to rip the shirt off. Ah, <laughs> you know what? You can use it for your chest. It 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 works perfectly if you if you keep your uh, prove if it. You, if you try, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, and Jack, Stella... you look you, you look like one of those Orange Cassidy fans. Like I'm Orange Cassidy, and you're like you're like one of my like doppelgangers. Yeah, I'm, like the little, I'm like a little one. Yeah, <laughs> I get my little. <laughs> Uh, so stellar Justin Lopez says Shanky is the worst book seven footer in WWE history. Uh, every time I see that guy, he's getting his a asterisk asterisk kicked. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's worse, but I don't know if I can think of one off the top of my head. I think there's gotta be someone who like, but maybe then I think, I think like the wall in WCW, but he got wins. He wasn't seven footer. He he, He was up there, but, um, Oh, Kurgan, maybe? Uh, no, no, even Giant. him, they gave him wins early on. Well, Giant, Giant, Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez got wins. Yeah, uh, but he had, yeah, he had to match The Undertaker. Right? Well, he used, he used Clay, well yeah, yeah, I guess he used, he used... Looking back now, because this is before The Undertaker in WrestleMania was Undertaker WrestleMania. I mean, that's the closest anybody's come to beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania. I mean, he, he basically date-raped drug... <laughs> Yeah, he almost murdered him, basically. <laughs> so you're saying Drew just might use the sword? It's in, uh, it's 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 in the history of of WWE. Someone might get killed. Yeah, um, yeah. a giant Silva. Yeah, he they, they didn't they didn't really beat him either. He was just there, right? I don't I can't remember ever even seeing a match of his, at least a singles match. Yeah, the oddities were weird. They were odd. I don't, I don't know what more to say about it. It came out the Cartman uh, doll. That's cool, though. Yeah, what oh, a yeah. 90s show. Or what a 90s group. Like, what a slice of the late 90s. ICP with them. ICP doing the <laughs> music. Um, Charlotte wants some payback tonight, so they're going to have Rhea and Nikki tag team against Charlotte in a plus one. Uh, that's when I thought it was going to be Asuka, because that was the only person I could think of. But um, Then we get, uh, we get Justin, your favorite. Your favorite part, Moist TV, a segment that basically lets them do the same things as Miz TV all over again. See, I was really, and I was really hoping, Jack, I didn't say anything to you before we started recording. I was really hoping you'd hold and you'd do the segue of Moist TV and the Manscaped ad. (laughs) Uh, I thought you missed missed an open door there. (laughs) That would have been the the place. Uh, That's what you said. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, we have uh, so look, we, this is basically all the setup that now Miz is getting frustrated over, or uh, Morrison's getting frustrated over Miz lying to him about being hurt. Uh, but we still get Miz versus Priest, and the story here is Morrison walks away and leaves Miz high and dry, while Priest gets a pretty dominant win here too. Uh, Raj, uh, <laughs> how'd you feel seeing? The Miz taking on Damian Priest of all people. Yeah, that's wild, huh? I mean, yeah. basically they've been feuding with each other for like the last eight months. <laughs> it's still going. Um, again, you know, Damian Priest, have him beat, you know, somebody from developmental. Have him just get a win. Uh, do something different. 
but instead it's just good god i yeah i was half joking when i said they're probably gonna do damien priest versus the miz and of course they, they do it but i don't know i this was kind of where i was just like really struggling to stay awake yeah, yeah. I, oh, no, ahead, Justin. no I, I was just gonna say i was just gonna say that like this is exactly where you'd have your kona reeve come out and Right. You know, like Priest maybe beats him and then goes on to something else or whoever. I don't know. There's a million people they could have chosen to just come out there and do that instead. Of, I'd be interested. How many people has Priest had a match with that wasn't the Miz or Morrison or without them involved? I think it's been like two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. On on Raw. Uh, yeah. I, I can't, I can't maybe think of who they are, but I'm guessing it's like two. <laughs> Uh, and Sheamus, I think they were, it was part of the tag team, was it not? Right. Where they were still involved in some way, but yeah. Uh, as far as the singles match, gosh, somebody somebody in the uh, chat will know. But... I, I will say this though, while the redundancy is there, I did like to in the booking. Uh, so Priest he wins by it was Sheamus's on commentary. He wins by mocking Sheamus, and then he does Sheamus's bro kick. It's a little odd because normally back in the day that'd be done by the heel using the baby faces finisher or whatever. Like, but I, I don't know. I, I did like the fact that like we have kept Sheamus and Priest for the most part pretty much apart from each other, and I always think that's really important for a t- especially like a title match. Uh, you know, this would be a U.S. title match. So I, I did think that was kind of a nice touch. That's something of an old school booking that WWE doesn't do too often anymore. Is like having the guy use their whoever they're like rivaling with. Uh, move set so i thought that was pretty cool and i think they are like making a, a good effort to make sheamus and the u.s title seem as important as possible and i would presume i know we'll do predictions later priest wins it yeah yeah that's it's gotta be i think that's gonna be one of the sneaky better matches on the show at SummerSlam. uh those two uh but yeah so uh Van Dam, pick a hand. Raj, uh, your adult drink of choice. Jack, get a fitted hat. Labar wears it better. Left ah. hand equals beautiful hair. Right hand equals Fred Durst. <laughs> well, you're right. Of course, Labar wears it better. Oh, it's but, his Raj, gimmick. What's your drink of choice. Is that a uh, shot? Because I don't have your hair. Is that a shot, Jack? <laughs> no, you've got the fitted hat. I've got my goofy hair poking through a little bit. It doesn't fit right. <laughs> Adult drink of choice. That's a, there. I've got a few, but usually the Pinot Grigio, but uh, or a Scotch like a Macallan Twelve. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you guys get the Van Dam pick a hand. Have you guys yeah. heard th- those stories? Yeah. No. What's the Van Dam pick a hand? So What's our. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. Uh, Rob Van Dam, when he when he'd get pissed, he'd have you pick a hand. You pick it, and he'd smack you with it. <laughs> And I think I think it was Bruce Pritchard that was telling a story that he almost used it on Vince. Oh, that would have been a good story. It wouldn't have worked out well, I'm sure, but it would have been a good story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most good stories don't work out well. Speaking of stories that don't work out well, Dewdrop and Eva Marie try to steal Lily, but Dewdrop stares into the winking eyes of Lily and is terrified and Raj, I know you paused it, rewound it, invited everybody in to show oh, just sure. what the fuss was all about. Yeah, I was saying Justin earlier talking about the you know a segment you don't want anyone that you know walking into. This is this is that one for me. Was, I, I will say this: Eva Marie is a great heel. Like the the backstage stuff she did with Dewdrop, I thought, and when she you know, slapped her twice. Uh, 
she's great because you believe her. You believe her character and you feel sympathy for Dewdrop. Now, the Alexa Bliss stuff just freaking sucks. But um, I think they could do some cool stuff with Eva and, and Dewdrop uh, down the road. Yeah, I, and I will say Eva's going to get top three, top five uh, heel heat reactions at SummerSlam. Yeah. I was looking at the card earlier. There's a lot of matches for SummerSlam, and it's a it's a loaded show. But it's really SmackDown heavy. Like the the really big matches that I'm looking forward to mostly are on the SmackDown side. And how ironic that it's the shorter show that they've managed to pump out more pay per view matches. Yeah, because they were supposed to. I think they had an agreement with the the hotels that they were going to end early, uh, so people could go to the Pacquiao fight. Yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, this one's tough. The the thing that actually bugged me the most about this, beyond the magic stuff, is that I, we've all been waiting for Dewdrop to eventually break away from Eva Marie, and now I'm terrified she's going to be breaking away because of magic and not because she's standing up for herself. Mm-hmm. And that would bum me out so much that if it was like Lily's controlling her now instead of Ugh. her just being like, I'm sick of being told what to do. That's that's my that that's my big. Ugh, please don't make that happen. Yeah, let's not put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> what I would like to have happen is for Dude Drop to say, this is a doll, and then beat up Alexa and burn Bliss. burn it. And just, <laughs> Take anyway. Drew's sword and just cut Drew's it up. <laughs> well, and, and, and well, it could be burned right there with Elias' guitar. Yes, absolutely. That'd be great. That would be a, that would be good. I think we'd all agree. Uh, Bonfire King, amongst the, the characters. Let me right. ask, by the way, anyone in the chat, by the way, because we talk about this all the time. Uh, if you do legitimately enjoy the Lily stuff and the magic stuff, let us know in the chat and let us know why, like what stuff you like about it, because I am legitimately not into it. And I like a lot of things on, on Raw, <laughs> but I don't I don't get it. I'm not into it. Yeah. Uh, uh, King Rail says, I am getting No Way Jose vibes from Priest. You're right, Raj. It was when he didn't want to give to go overseas and Vince wasn't trying to give him time off. Right, yeah, Rob Van Dam. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, think- that was for the uh, the tribute to the troop stuff. like Because uh, they had said, anyone that doesn't want to go, they don't have to go, but you should go. And so <laughs> Rob wasn't going to go, and they, they were trying to get him to go. But... He never actually did it, so otherwise that would have been a whole different story. <laughs> totally, totally disagree with the No Way Jose vibes out of Priest. Priest is a guy, again, like Riddle, one of the few transitions from NXT to Raw or SmackDown's working well. He's a guy that's got a look. He's a bigger guy, but he can also work. He's bilingual. He handled a celebrity interaction in Bad Bunny for Mania very well. He is done so many things right uh by the office criteria he's 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 gonna be u.s champion by the time SummerSlam's over with he's good i i just think they don't always give him the best lines like uh, a lot of the stuff they script for him is pretty bad but he's it's bad but he's still i i think he's just cool i think he's someone that you know the opposite of what we say when someone walks in and sees you're watching it i think he's cool like if if someone's like oh like if you saw him doing something and someone walked in you'd be like oh yeah this is damian priest he's a he's a rock star and people are like oh yeah i get it like oh. so i i like him i think he's got a higher ceiling than no no way jose does but Miz and morrison backstage they're friends again and new day looks like they're trying to sell merch backstage which hey can't can't uh 
can't knock the hustle. But uh, <laughs> we have uh, we also get Mace and Mansoor. Uh, Mustafa helps Mansoor get the win, and it looks like it's just a good time to be in a tag team with someone who you don't necessarily get along with. Um, he, here was the thing: the commentary mentioned it, but it, it didn't get over to me enough. So Mustafa Ali interferes, which then allows Mansoor to reverse the, the the flip and, and, and get the win over um mace and like that's the, that was the story was mansoor wins because ali helps him but mansoor didn't realize he got helps and then you have ali actually saying to the camera and saying whatever like he did it all like you know like oh, trying to pump like trying to boost the self-esteem so like th- they're still trying to be like kind of like they're, they're still trying to be a baby face group even though they technically cheated to win it's still supposed to be like a I'm trying to help elevate this kid, but I felt like it just didn't. It, it was it was too lost. It got buried. The, the, the commentary didn't get it over enough, or I or was, everything was too quick. I'm not sure, but I, I like I watched it. I'm like, this is weird. Face team cheats. Then the commentary mentioned. I'm like, okay, that makes sense, but it needed to be a bigger deal. I don't know. I didn't like the execution of this. Yeah, and now and now we're completely at fifty fifty with these guys, right? Like the the retribution team, Mason T Bar one twice and then Mansoor and Ali now have won twice so we're completely 50-50 with the uh, with the booking yeah uh, again you can tell the story without them having to face Mace and T-Bar every week you can have them face other people um but you know four weeks in a row we've had a variation of this match yeah to your point they could be facing other people because now I think the question is now we eventually want to see them in it supposedly we're supposed to want to see them in a tag team match against each other but i don't know again what are the stakes like if ali and mansoor win okay they do they get a title shot like who who cares there's no neither of these teams feel like they're doing very good in the first place so you know if t-bar and mace win do they get a title shot like what's all right here it, I, I just don't really get it here's your poll question what's more likely to be on the SummerSlam pre-show <laughs> yeah, Mason T-Bar versus Mansoor and Ali, or Karrion Cross versus Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? I'll, I'll I, go Karrion Cross. All right, I'll take I'll take the tag team. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with the tag team too, only because Cross is gonna be. He would be on NXT oh. Takeover the next oh, day. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But 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 I but I was legit in my questioning because I'm like because it's gonna be something ridiculous like that that's gonna get shoved on this pre-show. Yeah. Uh, something that isn't gonna be on the pre-show. Orton versus Omos. I thought they had a fun matchup. I thought that this was something we hadn't really seen in a while. I really enjoyed this. AJ cost uh, Omos the the tie, the match though by getting him DQ'd, which. I actually kind of like because it takes off the undefeated thing without us ever seeing him get beaten, per se. Uh, but he still comes off dominant and unstoppable. Riddle makes the save, and RK, bro, are friends. They're shaking hands. They're hugging. It's happening. I feel like this was the biggest moment of the night. I feel like the crowd loved this and kind of feel like this is how the show should have ended, personally. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, again, I think... Riddle and Orton are the best thing on the show. I, you know, Omos, you know, or earlier in the night, AJ Styles won, so he figured that Randy Orton was going to get the win here, but not by pinfall. They're not going to have Omos get pinned anytime soon. So, booking wise, it made sense. Omos has improved uh, a lot over the last couple of months because he looked. I mean, Omos used to look really bad in there, and now he's he's gotten a lot better. So, 
Yeah, I thought this was uh, one of the better segments of the night. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything they needed to do was done here. Um, This is where having a DQ in your repertoire works because you don't either guy losing doesn't work right now. So, like, like for an AEW, how they don't do DQs. This is where you need a DQ. Mm -hmm. It's worked. It further the story gets you to the setup for the tag team. Yeah, Omas, I mean, he's in there. He, he's, he's in his lane. He looks good at what he does do. They haven't asked him to do anything where he's been exploited. Uh, and then he lays a nice ass-kicking on Orton post-match. I'm glad they didn't do the exploding barricade collapses. They just let him just with one arm, Omas, just throw Randy over top of it into the crowd. And he, you know, it looked like, all right, we're giving him the ass-kicking that's going to that's gonna let Randy appreciate Riddle coming out here. Riddle's superhero save. No pun to Nikki A.S.H., but like <laughs> Riddle comes out there and he ducks Styles. He comes through and he gets oh, like I mean it. It was a moment. It felt good, and I agree, Jack. I understand them ending with Goldberg Lashley because that's that's your title, that's your world title on this uh, show. But I agree, kind of in terms of go if you want to go off the air with like really who the fans are really invested in. I'm gonna go back to what I used as an example in the first few weeks when this started months ago. This is Team Hell No territory. Fans are buying into this oddball couple. It works. Yeah, you, you know the 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 odd couple storyline. If you you get the right talents involved, it it can work. And they just kind of struck gold with this because I feel like uh, they, they they really pull it off really well. Well, it's it, looking at it too. It's it doesn't shock me that you have these two teams that are working well together, and you have two veterans like Randy Orton and AJ Styles paired with the younger guys who are also doing great, and it clicking as opposed to two older guys or two younger guys or whatever the case may be. Like, it feels like this just makes sense even on paper. Like, this is going to work, and it's working, and they're doing everything right. And yeah, this is my favorite thing by far on, all, on, on Raw right now, and I feel like that's kind of what everyone's saying. Um, some people are saying this about Jeff Hardy and Karrion Cross, though. Uh, Hardy has a promo that ends with him getting attacked, and then he gets choked out pretty quick. Uh, this is... I feel like this is how they should have started carrying cross. This should have been day one. Uh, it eventually happened. Uh, Raj, any any thoughts on this one? Do you think that this means something good for carrying cross, or is it just a, a one week thing like most of the stuff so far? It feels like a one week thing, and and also I think it, it's it's impossible to say, but it feels like the way they booked him has hurt him because like the crowd does not respond to cross at all. And I think, you know, granted, a lot of them don't know what NXT is, but if you gave him a big win that first week and just made him look dominant, I think there would be more of a response to him than what you're getting right now, which is just apathy. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad Cross won, but so much before him winning again is so head-scratching. So he had, he sneak attacks Jeff Hardy backstage, which that's good. That's fine. If you're going to commit to him being a heel, that's fine. It's a heel thing to do. But he sneaks attack. He sneak attacks Jeff Hardy, and then he makes his entrance. We end up interrupting half the entrance to go to a wide shot to tease to to commercial break. So one of the things that's special about Cross's entrance, well, obviously Vince and them don't think so because they just completely just ignored his entrance. We go to, to a three minute plus commercial break, come back, show a recap video of him doing the sneak attack. So all this time that's going by is making the very fabric of why you'd sneak attack the guy right behind the curtain. It, 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 you, know, you, you ruin it. The whole point is like the guy's getting ready to go to the ring and you attack him. 
Well, the guy just had five minutes to recover. He's fine. Like it, it just, it was just, it just, it killed the momentum of what it should have had. Like I, again, on paper, yeah, sneak attack and then win. That's good for cross. But the way they executed, the way they actually formatted the, the the television portion of the show, made no effing sense at all. Yeah, it felt like there's a lot of commercials this week, like more than normal. It felt like they were interrupting everything for a commercial. It felt like every. It, Entrance had a commercial break. Every match had a commercial break. It was- it's the same. It's the same format. They they do five breaks an hour. They did the same thing. But you're right, Jack. They positioned and and actually the the here's the irony to it. it, it if you talk to WWE production people, the irony to it is they took. They're increasing the 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 rearrange in the format. They're increasing the breaks they take when the first person makes the entrance. Uh, they're they're going to break there. That's actually in their minds. WWE's minds. A uh, whoever they take the break when the entrance happened, that's actually them saying we think this person is going to hold the audience. Now for Cross, it might have not been we think Cross is going to hold the audience. We think the teasing that Jeff Hardy is going to come and get redemption is what's going to hold the audience because Jeff's the babyface. But when a guy comes out and they cut to break, a guy or girl comes to break uh, comes out and they cut to break, that's them saying we think they can hold the audience. They used to do that with Daniel Bryan constantly because they knew Daniel Bryan would keep people uh, to the next segment. Yeah, have you? Have- if you guys go to a TV taping, because I, I, I don't remember them doing this back in the Attitude Era, but now when they, you know, when they have someone making the entrance and then they cut to a commercial, they just have the person standing in the ring. They shut off the music. They, you know, they'll they'll put a video on on the screen, but you just have the wrestler just standing in the ring there, uh, you know, for minutes on end. Um, it's weird. They, they used to not do that, and it's, it seems like a newer thing, like in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, it seems like it's just. Kind of, Justin, to your point, it just kill, it feels like it kills the momentum so often. I know you got to pay bills. I'm not faulting people for playing commercials. It just, I don't know. It seems like sometimes they could give it a little bit of a break or do something because it just it makes it feel hard to feel like you get the momentum going when that happens. Because yeah, it feels like he should have attacked Jeff Hardy and then practically drug him out to the ring and thrown him in and then said ring the bell or whatever. But it is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, Reggie. Showed us his old place where he used to play tag, and that's why he's so good at holding on to the 24-7 title. Did some really cool flips, by the way. It felt like it was, almost wasn't even fair to him, the kind of things he did, that because uh, he was doing such cool stuff for something that felt so inconsequential. Uh, but he didn't get, get pinned. Uh, Raj, are you still a fan of Reggie as the 24-7 champ? I still am. I'm all in on Reggie. He does cool stuff. Um yeah, twenty four seven stuff. It can sometimes feel like it's really run its course, but I feel like it's gotten a little revitalized with Reggie, and you know, so some of the stuff with R Truth and Tozawa. I, I, I wish they'd kind of mix it up a little more instead of just doing the same people every week. But uh, I, I thought the segment was entertaining. I'm stunned. It has been two full years now. Oh yeah, it was two years ago. Two two years and I think two months that the twenty four seven title was created it was one of those i think raj correct me if i'm wrong it was one of those like collaboration slash mandates with usa network of like we got to do things to like it was the same time when they tried to like change the graphics and look at the third hour and everything went to you know they were trying everything they could because they couldn't grasp that they were losing the audience the way they were we thought this 24 7 title this is going to be one of these things that's going to like keep people on the toes for the non-stop conga line that is chasing down this champion and i was like i remember thinking this thing, you know, it started in summer of 2019. I'm like, this thing's not going to make Survivor Series. And here the F we are is still here. I cannot believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's insane, especially considering 
like you like to your point the third hour they had raw dark remember that yeah. and that lasted i think a week then two they weeks. had that uh, yeah two weeks then they had the electric chair segment that lasted one show where sammy's in <laughs> what did somebody in the crowd ask Somebody asked something that was not supposed to be asked. Yeah, I mean, they were just asking stupid stuff. And I know Sami Zayn mentioned AEW. And yeah. uh, I, I feel like that kind of killed it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm shocked that it's still around. You know, Raw under, you know, Raw Underground when they were doing that. I remember I was like, yeah, this is going to probably last like three or four weeks. And it didn't last much longer than that. Retribution, kind of same thing. I was like, it, it, it won't be here this time next year. But it this is this is stood. Add in work. Not gonna last. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> what else? What, what else was a two pump chump in the uh, booking of, of WWE decision making? Right. Uh, how much time do you have? The uh, I I yeah. I'm shocked it's still around. But I still I do love Reggie. I thought that flip over the car was incredible. That was awesome. I thought put that early on. Like that's what you want people to see at the beginning. Cause if, even if you, again, that's one of those things where if you know nothing about wrestling, the other stuff's kind of silly, but a dude doing that, like, I guess, hand stand flip thing over the car. Like I think anyone would go, Oh wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I'd like to see him have matches for it instead of just. Yeah. And also because his flips and everything are so unique, I, I wouldn't have him on every week either. Cause you know, it, you don't want that to start getting old or you've seen it all. It just means more when he's, when he's on. So yeah, that was cool. Uh, uh, we got another promo from Elias or a video package. Uh, and now he's putting up a tombstone that says Elias on it. Elias is dead. Uh, do you guys think that this is hinting at anything? And just, we'll start with you. Do you think that this tombstone stuff, the burn in the guitar, is it specifically hinting at something or is it just them saying he's not going to have the guitar anymore still? Like, is this an act? Is he going to have like a not a, a, an Undertaker gimmick? I joked about that last week, but like, no. is this actually like Akeem. an actual hint, or is this just, eh, we're doing this until he redebuts? Well, no, I mean it's symbolism that we are retiring the name Elias. We're retiring the the notion that he is going to play guitar and do the do that that stuff. Um, it, so it's definitely a repackaging of him. I mean, w- I mean, which it's 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 interesting because he. You know when the Elias character started, he when he was Elias Sampson, and he started as the drifter. He started as a guy who was just you know this this had no home kind of thing through Dusty Rhodes actually um, uh, through Dusty getting to know the actual real guy and 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 finding out the real guy behind the the deal was a like to play guitar and everything. They that's what that that's what created the Elias character we come to know. And it's funny because that Elias character, like again, you know, while he never won titles or anything he got like some crazy mania moments and, and moments of legends taker cena so the fact that they're just going to pull the plug on this I, I don't know i mean i'm I'm hopeful that for them to go through all this production to do this that they have they, that they have something fresh something new but i you know it's, it's very easy to get discouraged remember oh gosh i mean there's so many examples mojo raleigh when he, he had his face painted oh. you know i mean there's all these examples where you, it seems like they're They've got something and they know where they're going, but it's clear that they don't. I, ho- I hope that's not the case here. But yeah, it sounds like a name change of everything. So, um. the, the, the only thing I can, th- again, I, I think I mentioned this before, 
he was here with us, and it fits so well because even more so, the Elias thing works. He like because again, the guy likes to play guitar and likes to play music. So the fact they let him like create songs, and he did he did a Bourbon Street concert in New Orleans a few years ago, and so that's cool. I mean, he was rock and roll Jesus Logan Shulo when he was on the Indies. That actually truly fit the most his real persona, and it was a persona that like I watched. You could get kids and 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 people behind because of his look the rock and roll jesus and like the energy uh but i i i don't want to be naive to think that they're actually going to pull back from anything that he ever once did prior to WWE because they're, they're always very much about it. it's got to be a WWE creation so uh, unless he's able to get a pitch across to them and and he can get it past somebody uh i i fear for what could be ahead all right do you think uh rick bugs is yeah B- bugs right um yeah you think him being on the roster probably sped this up? Because I could easily see Vince being like, oh, we can't have two musicians. Yep. 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 Um, and then King Ray on the chat says, COVID killed Elias. Well, man, he was, uh, you know, now that crowds are back, that's when I think of some of the more over acts over the past few years. Elias was one of them. Like he just getting that heat from the crowd. Uh, Otis. Uh, last year when he was like super hot and uh yeah they kind of just never yeah as a guy from uh the evergreen state when he made fun of the sonics leaving that uh and the whole stadium getting mad i remember i was just as mad i was like ah how dare you uh <laughs> but uh andrew tom in the chat says is there any remote possibility of all out being moved to jacksonville because of delta i have no idea i don't think so um, what is that? Three weeks from now, or a little under three weeks. I I could see the mask thing, like yeah, the the mask mandate inside. But I, I... yeah, I, yeah. Again, not to get like into like the it, there's vaccines out there. So the most I think it's going to happen is like yeah, arenas will say like you need to show proof of vaccine or you need to wear a mask. But like I don't see WWE or AEW. Uh, retreating back to residency to Daly's place or Thunderdome. Like as long as the vaccines are there and it's, it's always just going to be, you got to either be vaccinated or wear a mask. I, I just don't see them call, coming back off the road. Yeah. Or the NFL or any of these sports teams. I think, uh, yeah, I could see the mask thing be, becoming a, a more of a requirement, uh, especially this fall, but I don't see us going back to lockdown like we, we were before because again, to Justin's point, we do have the vaccines and so, if we do, then how do we ever, do we ever get out of this? Then, if that's um, so, who knows? Right. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine at this point. But uh, Jack says, "Yo, we grown men now hating the magic, the corny stuff." Back in the early '90s, as a ten-year-old kid, I soaked it up. They have to reach out to the kiddos, also. Well, it depends. If you do it well, it can be cool. But if it's done, if you have a doll winking, that's that's not, you know, that's not so much. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Like, I I like the under. I love the Undertaker. I love Kane. I love that stuff. But it's the like taking control of someone's mind in the middle of the match and stuff. I don't know that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, and and Jax, I love you, buddy. But uh, if if I was uh, well younger than ten, but if I'm a kid watching this. If I saw if I if I'm like six years old 
because uh, actually it's funny my six i have a six-year-old daughter she actually was in the room a few weeks ago she came down to sit with me while i was watching raw she's on her ipad i thought she was not paying attention of course she looks up and pays attention when the lily doll does something crazy and she's like and like it's all pretend whatever whatever and i start to think to myself if i'm six years old and i see this and then i go to my room and my big boss man wrestling buddy doll that i used to body slam with when i was six years old i don't know i'm pretty freaking scared now that i just saw some doll on tv winking a big boss man's gonna you know hit me with his <laughs> nightstick now i don't know if it really connects to the young kids the way that you're trying to pitch it hey man papa shango was when i was a kid and Ooh. when he had the ultimate warrior puking i thought it was dumb as hell really yeah Oh, I, 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 I like the gimmick. I thought it was a cool idea. I think they, they should have made it a little more sinister, like uh, uh, make the paint maybe a little more evil. But I like the idea. But once they did the voodoo stuff, then uh, I, I thought it was corny. How about Raj? You probably heard this because he talked about it recently. Uh, Godfather did about how he was so close to coming back as Papa Shango in the Attitude Era, and then they pivoted and made him part of the nation. Imagine Papa Shango in the Attitude Era. That could have been cool. Yeah, he he uh, would have he would have given somebody like AIDS or something like that. There, <laughs> Vince Russo would have booked like the craziest <laughs> shit possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Val Venus would have certainly got an STD. Absolutely, for sure. yeah, for sure. <laughs> he probably did. Probably didn't need Papashenko for that. Uh, I will say, if I could get a big boss man doll that winks, I would be all on board for that. But. uh Andrew Tom says, thanks, just bought t- just bought my tickets. There was a lot of memos about it being refunded if canceled and stuff like that. Well, I think you gotta you do gotta have, you know, contingency plans, especially if you're AEW WWE. But it, right now, and, and like Chris went and he's saying corn is rescheduled dates already this week, but most of those are at the artist's uh, discretion. And uh, I don't see WWE or AEW choosing to not go forward. I think also because once they cancel an event, then that sets a precedent. And then, like, when do they come back again? And it becomes pretty tricky yeah. from there. Sam Austin uh, with the chat says, Rowan's cage slash spider <laughs> gone but never forgotten. All right. Uh, that was before I was on the show. If you wanted to hear a negative Jack, Negative Jack was all about that spider. And, and dude, I Jack. I was so frustrated with that spider. When, when he pulled out that spider, I flip the table i was like what is this jack and when that was going on i had a i had a list of a few people that were at tv every week that i would text every week for this for for the sole subject line of give me the latest of what you heard of what might be in the cage because yes when it started they did not know and the this was during the Heyman. Uh, briefly ran Heyman time of Raw. Um, yeah, the the things that I would he- get told back to me of what they heard second and third hand through you know from from Rowan and trickle down or from Creative and trickle down of like what might be in the damn cage. I was like, this is this this is a book in and of itself of WWE and at that time I guess it was 2019 going into 2020. Like the unbelievable the that that they they spent that much time into something that had no <laughs> no concrete payoff uh, yeah that's just yeah it was it sucked that was, it was, that was really bad yeah uh brian out in the chat says hey guys please let the alexa alexa bliss gimmick go why too long shake my head 
I feel like I, I feel like they just, they have something with the fiend and it's not working, but they don't want to just give up on it. Is what's happening right now. I, I think since Undertaker retired, Vince just wants to find a way to still use his special effects and magic, and doesn't want to let that that aspect go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Van Dam Pickahan says, "Oh my God, AIDS from Shanko, uh, the ultimate heel and no kick out finisher. Brutal Labar takes over the Wrestling Inc. podcast. P.S. Love Shanko. Yeah, He's- yeah." I just mean, to they, be clear, I'm not saying that Papa Shango had AIDS. And <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that through the voodoo, he was able to project it. He's saying, yeah, well, they were doing crazy stuff back then, and, and what they would have the done way, with that gimmick. Yes, and by the way, uh, before anybody runs with this, I'm not making, I'm not trying to make light of AIDS. I'm just saying the ridiculousness of the Attitude Era decision making of how far they would go, and then the right. magical how far you can go with Papa Shango based upon what we saw 10 years earlier. So please don't come at me with, I find AIDS funny. That's just, I want to put that out there. Of course not. Right. Uh, We had Charlotte and team up with Nia Jax and Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. Um, This felt like the most random thrown together thing in the world to me. I don't know why. I mean, on paper, Charlotte and Nia Jax make sense as a tag team, but the whole time I was like, what about Baszler? And then I guess Baszler shows up, but then Nia Jax gets set for the win, but then Charlotte tags in, and this felt to, I, I, I more, it felt like they just needed to find something here, but I didn't more really ba- more bad booking, none of the decision making. So Charlotte, correct me, Charlotte, she pinned Rhea, right? But, uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Like this. This may, not, nothing about anything they did that I make sense. Nobody, nobody got over in the women's title picture. This, I, I again, I, I go back to what I said earlier. It sucks. Yeah, any momentum Rio might have gotten from beating Nikki, <laughs> they just immediately, immediately beat her on the same episode. Uh, you know, again, momentum is a real thing, and when you're doing fifty-fifty booking, especially on the same episode, uh, it just no one gets momentum. It feels very much like who cares? Everyone here is a loser. Every right. one of them has been, losing. except for Charlotte. Sure. She, well, she's she's been, more... sit, she's been sitting out, but she did lose her last match, didn't she? Well, not the tag team, but she lost to Nikki. She lost to Nikki, but, but she kind of beat herself in that. Outside yeah. of that, she's she's better protected. Yeah, I just uh, Van Dam Pickahan says, "Love you, Labar. Not Heat. Love all of you. Thank you, Van yeah, Dam. No, I know Van Dam Pickahan. I know you're fine, but there's going to be you know out of the thousands and thousands of listeners, I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to take. So I just wanted to. Clarify. Brian out and says, lately, guys, Nia Jax was great. Why isn't she given a single title shot? Just asking. Well, she's been tied up with tag team stuff, but her coming out to help out Charlotte made me realize, wow, they've just kind of dropped off what they're doing with Baszler and Nia Jax. I felt like they just went, oh, yeah, they were doing something, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get a promo from AJ backstage who thinks that Orton will be sick of Riddle by Saturday, uh, which I feel like makes sense, but it also we kind of missed the boat on the opportunity to build whether or not he's going to get sick of Riddle by then. But the big story, we end the show with uh, Goldberg. He wants to show his son who he is, not who he was. Lashley says it's his house, they're the Almighty's house, and Goldberg says BS and spears Lashley. As they walk up the ramp together, or as Lashley and or Goldberg and his son walk up the ramp together uh, before the show, 
uh, or before uh, to, to close the show. Uh, Justin, does this get you hyped up to see these two guys go at it? No. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in the match for all the critiquing I do of Goldberg and – you know, he, he does still go. I mean, you, if you watch his entrance, people have the phones out. There is a reaction. Um, so while I think that he is an occupy, he's occupying a spot that could be better used for other people. I, I still understand why, um, you know, it, it, to fill in more Jack, what you said, I mean, he's got a son and the half the son's football team is there in the front row. And, uh, I don't know. I just like, I don't know what to expect out of this. I don't expect a long match. Uh, I don't. Ex- I don't think I expect Goldberg to walk away as champion. Um, I don't know. I just I, all I can think to is he is he's he's noting his son who plays football and the football the high school football teams there. And all I can think is like, uh, all right, Goldberg Page with these nice uniforms they all have on, and I'm like, this kid, this poor kid, this Gage Goldberg. Uh, 15, 16 years old, you know he's getting his opponents are talking shit on the football field to him. Like, you know, oh, you know, like, they're I don't know what position he plays. They're either tackling him, trying to emulate his dad, or they're saying, oh, how tough are you? Like, all I can say is this kid, He's this kid's getting some 15 minutes of fame. He's probably got high school girls sliding into his DMs, but I'm like, man, he's probably going to have to deal with a lot of chirping going on in the high school football field with the uh, fellow teenagers, uh, you know, having this kind of notoriety right now. But uh, I don't know. I'm interested in the SummerSlam match, but this did not do the go-home service that it was probably supposed to for me. Yeah, it it felt very paint by the numbers. Um, This, you know, kind of, this is the same thing you do all the time. but I, at the same time, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was it was, it was fine for what it was. It, it didn't necessarily make me excited for the match, but um, you know, Goldberg's Goldberg, and he got a great reaction. The crowd was into him, and um, I think I don't know. I, I I think Lashley beats him pretty quick, and and I don't know. Maybe you have Big E cash in. That seems like think, it would be a, a cool spot to do it. You think Lashley beats Goldberg quick? Yeah. Yeah, that can be interesting. Yeah, since Goldberg, I mean, this is, I think this is his, yeah, this is his second match this year. He's contracted for two matches a year. So this would be pretty much it, unless they, you know, extend his deal or whatever. But yeah. has he won the WWE title or is it always Universal? Wasn't Brock? That was the. That was Universal. That was Universal. Oh, you're right. And Bray was Universal as well, right? Yeah, because you know, because Goldberg's always been on Raw, and up until recently, it was always the Universal was the red belt on Raw, right? Before it got moved yeah. over. Yeah, so he, I mean, he he had the WWE Championship before, yeah. but uh, yeah, or did huh. he? Or was it the World Heavyweight Title? It, it was, was really World, confusing. I think back it was then. World Heavyweight. I don't think it was WWE. It was it was the WCW, right? You know, carry yeah. the big gold belt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so hey, maybe he could, he could finally win the big, win the big. Yeah. Finally, Goldberg the, could get a big win. Uh, I mean, the big thing, like Lashley should retain, because I mean, again, Lashley should retain because there's the two factors out there that I look at are you have Biggie with Money in the Bank, so that would be interesting, and you have Brock Lesnar. Whenever you're ready to sign the check to, for him to come back, you have the Brock versus Lashley match that we've never got. So, like, this is the most credible Lash has ever been. So, like, I just can't see a reason of how you'd have Goldberg 
walk out of SummerSlam as champion. I can't, it, like Raj said, he's already done his obligations for the year. Unless they can, like, compact the contract and say, we're going to take one of the two matches you're supposed to do in 22 and we're going to have it come in in 21. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Right. But, but what's the point? I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love Goldberg and I'm going to be excited if and when he wins. I don't care how old he gets. I'm always going to be all in on Goldberg. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be sharing with I'm going to Goldberg. At my <laughs> house. Uh, Brian says, uh, oh, no, that was, I think, what he asked that before. Nia Jax oh. uh, was great. Yeah. Uh, Sam Austin says, Raj, do you think they shut off Goldberg's music during the ad break or kept it going? That would be eight plus minutes of solid Goldberg chant. Yeah, yeah, I think they shut it off. <clears throat> they they I, definitely did. They show like an in house. They show a couple in house PR videos. Right. Probably a Goldberg PR video to get him chanting again or something. But uh, Kayla Mix says, Does Big E still have the briefcase, or will they do a Miz deal with Corbin? He, he does still have the briefcase, and I, I don't see them doing that. I, I think they mean, like, the, the Miz deal with Otis, right? Yeah, where he took the briefcase from yeah. him. Yeah. And the other thing to think about is that this match is not going to be last. you got to figure last match of Cena reigns, right? 100%. So whatever, so you have to factor that in of, like, you, you want your ending to be suffice of an ending. Like, if, who knows? Lashley Goldberg could be the first match. We've seen them put world titles. Oh, yeah. when you have, when the, when the, in the day of WWE having two world titles, they put one world title first. So, like, this could be early on the card. So, like, Brock, I bet it is. Yeah, Brock versus Seth opens, you know, that WrestleMania. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so you sure. have to take that into factor, too, of, like, whatever ends this match is, like, something that they have to then allow to be followed up by another three hours worth of stuff. Right. And yeah. Cena versus Reigns is going on last. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be the ending. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the ending, real quick, let's run through the card. Let's talk about SummerSlam. Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Who do you guys have? Reigns. 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 Yeah, Reigns. Uh, Cena Ra- does have a few dates after that, so they could always do a surprise ending, but I don't see it. There's, they've done such a great job with not beating Reigns, so when he finally does get beat, it should be uh, under the right circumstances. This is, They are... They are building to Reigns, Rock, so Reigns cannot lose us. But yeah. Reigns will beat The Rock, too. Reigns is going to have yeah. that title forever. Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> well, for nothing less, I mean, obviously, Rock's going to want to put, you know, in real life, shoot talk. He's going to want to put over his family. But also, I mean, the Rock, we, the Rock can't stay there long enough to even hold that title anymore. He is just, he's just too, right, yeah. too, too much of a Hollywood nomad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we've got uh, Raw Women's Championship, Nikki A.S.H. for Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Charlotte. Nikki. <clears throat> oh. Charlotte. I'm going to go Charlotte. I think Charlotte. She lost twice tonight. <laughs> Maybe that was the plan, but I'm going to say with what's transpired, that Rick decided to peace out. I'm going to say that they're going to start this. You know, we talk about reactionary to Sam Punk. I'm going to say reactionary at Vince Call is... Let's get the title back on Charlotte. And I don't know where that puts her now at the title reigns. I know she's got a, a lot of them, but I'm going to say this is reactionary. Let's get the title back on Charlotte. Yeah, I think they were saying she's at 11 now. Like they took out the NXT ones, uh, which Jack had okay. noticed uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. So, yeah, I think she'll – we'll see. But uh, WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Uh, I'm going to say Bobby Lashley if I'm predicting. Yeah, same. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, again, the Big E thing's there, but I, again, if you do the Big E thing, it has to end the show. It gets buried. It's, it's buried if it's not the ending. So I'm gonna say just Lashley. It feels like Big E. Um, it feels like Big E also uh, being like it, it, I think everyone wants to see him face Ro- Reigns. Not, I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I, think I would love Lashley retains. Adds even more credibility because look, I don't know about you guys. I don't think I did predictions with other of you for WrestleMania, but I thought for sure Lash is going to lose to McIntyre right. at this WrestleMania in front of fans, and he retains. So it's kind of like let him retain again. It's wow, one more thing on the resume, and then you want to make a big pop for the next night of Raw, or I guess two nights later in Raw, then have Lesnar show up and have the Lesnar Lashley showdown. That I mean, I think that's that to me that would be the most interesting thing for for the title picture. I'd love that. Uh, SmackDown's women, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, assuming it happens, uh, I think Bianca. I think Bianca too. I, I would agree, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, how about Edge versus Seth Rollins? I'm going to go Edge. I think Edge. he needs a big win. Yeah, Edge. Yeah, yeah, he needs to win. If he loses again, then he's going to be like, I don't like, I don't care about what he does. He has has he won a big match? I mean, it's last year with Orton, <laughs> I don't yeah. think like this year. I I mean, he beat Orton on Raw one night, but that's that, about it. That was a year ago. That feels like now. I'm, th- I'm thinking about their now their last man standing match, and I'm like, geez, that feels like it was ten years ago. Yeah, he did beat uh, one of the Usos too, but as far as a big pay per view match, he, uh, yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, Edge. SmackDown Tag Team Championship: The Usos versus the Mysterios. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Mysterios, because I could see that be like while the Usos and the Roman Reigns things gotta stay strong, and again, if we're building to the Rock, I could see them getting some mileage. I, I mean, obviously, Ray has some leverage in the booking of like get my kid over and get him involved and so i could see that being something like i mean they were teaming with cena at house shows so i could see them giving them the tag titles yeah i I, i'll go with mysterios too plus you know the mysterios lost at the last pay-per-view so i could see them getting the win at this one yeah i go mysterios too i just i think that's just more interesting uh and there's more ways they can go with it Uh, because if they lose like what do they do like it's kind of done uh United States Championship, Sheamus versus Damian Priest. I go Damian Priest here. It feels like his time. Priest. Yeah, same here. <clears throat> uh, Drew McIntyre and his sword or Jinder Mahal? <laughs> <laughs> Drew's got to win. Yeah, it uh, feels yeah, like Drew's I, to win. Yeah, I guess Drew. Again, I, I'll be And his sword. And his sword. <laughs> All right, uh, Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see maybe drew wouldn't be so crabby if he had a manscape instead of uh, the sword uh raw tag team championship aj styles and omos versus randy orton and matt riddle this was kind of interesting i think i mean I, yeah i mean this again this seems like you've gotten a lot out of aj and omos give it to rk bro they can run till I mean, they could run to, to Rumble if you really try to do it right. To you know, you can get to Rumble where they've just been great of great oddball friends. You know, every man for themselves. Start to hint at some problems. 
build a mania, you know, whatever. But yeah, I, I think they could really they could do a lot, especially that they're, again. They're, we're back to touring. Right. Those guys as tag champions, and you know you're going to have them on house shows. You know, Randy tonight. Randy tonight, if you called it, he looked over at Riddle off mic, obviously, and said, "I'm not effing doing that." Meaning, right, the dance, Riddle, Riddle <laughs> yeah. the dance. But I can see cameras are off, some house show stuff, and these guys are known to let their proverbial hair down in the house shows. You know, I could see there being video surfacing, some cell phone video of Randy doing the Orton dance. I mean, th- these guys can have a lot of fun for yeah. the remainder of the calendar year. Uh, and you can get a lot out of this, so I'm going to definitely go with them. Yeah, and almost definitely isn't taking the, the pin. But, yeah, Orton probably pins AJ. Yeah, I agree. I think RK-Bro gets the win. Uh, match of the night, though, Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. I'm gonna go with Eva. Uh, yeah, I could see Eva. I could actually see that. There's so much investment and, and thought put towards her. Um, yeah, I just I, by hook or by crook, somehow she's gonna win. You don't think Dewdrop accidentally screws up and, and Alexa gets the win because of that? I think it's too quick for that. I Eva, think- Eva needs. She needs some big-time, high-profile wins to keep that heat going right now. I think the winner is the fans. This one's gonna be good. Uh, what, what does Lily do? There's going to be something stupid. I think Lily's going to make Dewdrop attack Eva Marie, and that's going to break them up or yeah. cause more freaks between them. Uh, and then they, I see Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. Uh, Balor, I think. Was that announced? Uh, it says Prediction. Under, oh. as a predicted one. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say Balor. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Jose in the chat says, Edge won the greatest wrestling match of all time. <laughs> that oh, that's true. right. I forgot about the greatest wrestling match <laughs> that is of all true. time. <laughs> it was just a year ago. That's where he got injured. Right. On the, on, on, he got injured on a take that didn't even make it to air. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, God, that, that's yeah. like that's like that's like the rock that's like the rock getting injured in a blooper right. and you can't do the next three movies yeah gosh yeah. I, I try to block that part of the year out last year so <laughs> if you told me that was four years ago i would probably like yeah that sounds about right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it feels like way longer than last year for sure that's crazy wow um but that's the show uh i hope someone in the chat was keeping track of all that so we can see who had the best predictions. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's it for us. Before we go into SummerSlam, any final thoughts uh, heading into the big show of the summer? It's going to be a hell of a week. It's one of the biggest weeks in wrestling history. Recent wrestling yeah. history. Yeah, It's crazy that this is the, one of the biggest shows for WWE, but it all, like, AEW is bringing the, the heat too and with all the talk and interest around nxt I, i'm very interested to see how that looks this week as well and you got takeover which is going to be great can i uh, i gotta ask you guys does it feel like this sunday's nxt takeover is like a freaking funeral it feels like this is like the end of this nxt <laughs> thing we've had that we've all loved for the last five or six years based upon everything that we keep hearing this feels like this is like the end there is kind the of a morose feeling end. going into it <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Roger said sorry. 
<laughs> no uh yeah no i was gonna say like yeah with with everything happening like because carrying cross for samoa joe should be one of the biggest matches in a very long time on nxt but with everything happening on well, raw and, and you have the adam cole situation you know cole's in a two out of three fall you know what's cole doing like and then it's just the whole thing like i haven't got the email yet i know raj you haven't if i haven't like you know normally we'd be finding out in the next 24 hours we'd be saying hey triple h wants to do the media call i'm really interested to see if he does one yeah because, i'm curious myself <laughs> because you know a1 questions coming to him are questions i don't think he wants right i'm a i'm a, I'm a, I, I, I'm a triple h guy but I, I i yeah i also can probably honestly say i don't blame him if he doesn't want to put himself on a live mic right now oh no yeah, but if he does do it that's going to be one of the most interesting takeover calls he's ever done hopefully that's what they should put on pay-per-view is oh, watching yeah. a takeover call with triple h yeah. <laughs> like this week. but yeah this one there's just kind of a uh i'm sure it'll be an exciting show because nxt always pulls it out but it's there's like a stink to it for sure this this time around yeah 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 so it'll be uh this will be a crazy week guys so so stay with us it's and pot we're gonna have podcasts pretty much every night except for thursday so um yeah yeah nxt tomorrow you've got uh aew on wednesday thursday i'm sure there's gonna be some kind of news breaking coming out that you guys are gonna be talking to so you gotta be following wrestling inc also friday there's the two show well there's one show a show Oh, well, but uh, but I mean, there's there's SmackDown, and there's Rampage. Rampage. Uh, Impact's doing a show. I don't know if that's getting covered. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have live. Oh. Co- we're we're not covering it on the podcast, but we we will have live coverage of it on Wrestling Inc. Oh, awesome! So really, geez, nonstop at Wrestling Inc. Because then you roll right into SummerSlam. You roll Saturday, right into, yeah. You roll Sunday, right into yeah. Takeover, and then it starts all over again on the Raw. <laughs> uh, so lots of stuff, everyone. Make sure you are following Wrestling Inc. on social media. Make sure you're following myself, Justin, and Raj on social media as well. Make sure you're buying your Manscaped uh, Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, but that does it for us. Uh, and until tomorrow for the NXT show, we'll see you then.